Hello, hello. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. We appreciate you joining us today. For those who have been in with a journey with us for the last couple of weeks, the positivity was not there. I'm be honest with you. I was even thinking of changing the name of the podcast, but the bears turned it around. There's a little kid who's doing amazing magical things with a hockey stick. Hey, hey, the positivity might be coming back, boys. I don't know. Here's our attempt to bring some positivity into your life. Again, thank you for joining us. This is your host, Poopan. I'm joined, as always, by my fellow brigade members, positive brigade members, that is. I hope his name is Chris and Miller. Who? What a boy! The little boy, the little boy, the little boy with the stick. The did he have the stick the when stick. he got on the ice yesterday, or did he not? Did he forget in the back? Kind of. Who knows? I, I didn't watch it, but there was some clickbait being like, "Oh, he got fooled," or some some dumb fucking clickbait article. But it doesn't matter. We'll talk about him in a minute. We'll talk about more things in a minute. But before we do that. I want to tell you that you can find us on Facebook on the Trio of Positive Podcast. If you were following us, you saw Miller do a video about Bedard's de- debut, the season opener. It's Connor Bedard Day. Get it right, bro. Sorry, forgot his first name. Connor Bedard. Sorry. <laughs> forgot his first name. Jesus. Chicago, Chicago God, I forgot your first name. I'm sorry. At Twitter, we're at Trio Positivity. Uh, in this episode today, we'll talk about a couple of things that stood out to us, like the Blackhawks season opener. You know, uh, we'll we'll talk about Fantasy Corner, where Mr. Miller has a financial course for us. He's going to give us some numbers. I don't know what's going to happen, but there's some numbers. And he's going to pretend that he's a GM of a very famous team, I think. That's what's happening. Uh, and towards the end, we have a special guest joining us. We'll preview the Vikings and the Bears game. This weekend, um, you know, uh, and more. So, before we get started, let's bring this positivity on you. Miller, give it to us. What's good in Blackhawks hockey this week? I like that I'm starting with. Well, if you saw my video, yesterday was Connor Bedard Day. And why, you may ask. Well, it's because he's the next best thing Ever for Chicago. Connor Bedard had made his NHL hockey debut with the Chicago Blackhawks. He got one assist, and the Blackhawks pulled the upset over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fuck yeah, baby! We beat the Penguins 4-2 to two in Pittsburgh. Connor Bedard is looking fresh, smooth, and it's going to be a fun season, ladies and gentlemen. This team looks like they may be exciting. Probably still suck. Probably still back half of the, the league. But you know what? Whenever you have one, one of the most highly touted rookies in all sports, you have to be happy. They were comparing him to, oh, God, I can't believe I walked into this. Victor Wambanyama. They were yes. with, I, they I were think com- we quit right there, but let's go home. Everybody go home. It was a good episode. 
Yeah, they were comparing him to uh, Connor Bedard on who's going to have the best career. What are they going to do for the game? So it's definitely an exciting time. Obviously, it's one game in for the Hawks, but we did get off to a good start with that win. What do you think, boys? No, it was great. Um, it was good to see. Um, you know, like they came back too. I think they were down. Um, he was part of it. He looked good. He looked fresh. Again, I can't believe we won in Pittsburgh. We were like huge underdogs. Amazing story. I'm looking forward to the season too. Chris, I know you watched the game. What'd you think? This team was fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. Um, they were up and down the ice. It, it was very refreshing. And then uh, given what we've talked about, the Hawks being like one of the younger teams, it, it's a lot. It's very much noticeable. Um, and it was very much noticeable in that game yesterday. So it was a fun, it was a fun first game, uh, primetime game. Everyone got to kind of see the, the Hawks kind of, I wouldn't even say steal a win. Like they, they just played very well. Uh, they were down 2-0, but they made a comeback. So it was a great first game. Nice. Well said. Um, looks like positive days ahead may not be right away, but I think we are building it the right way. We're doing, we're doing good things. Definitely looking forward to talking some hockey. Hockey is also good, a good thing for our bank balance, for especially the I, betting ones. I will you know? say, the I got to give a shout out to um, TNT. They are producing really good games to watch. Um, ESPN is it's kind of hit or miss. Um, found out that Barry Melrose um, is dealing with some stuff, so he basically retired. He's not going to be on the ESPN side. Um, but yeah, it's TNT, really it's it's very refreshing how they they it's almost like um the nba show on tnt it's very close to it but the way that they're producing the game is is very nice to see i mean their tagline should be tnt we do hockey you know it's like that that's what it should have been i i love it I love ladies it. and gentlemen welcome to hyper Boopin. you're gonna enjoy it all the show because he's amped ladies and we gentlemen, lost, we are essentially starting the you know counter, but I will be honest, I've already lost count. I, I do say that a lot, don't I? But you know what? Suck All right. <laughs> Let's do positivity scores on our Blackhawks. I'll start six. I'm going to do a six because we're. So I think the team is probably like a three. But the Bedard is like plus three. So it's six. That's how I got there. I think Chris and I have a gripe to pick on that one. You I, yell at Chris for having a six on a Cubs team that was going to the playoffs. And now you're a no, six. No, I had, I had a gripe with a nine when he had a nine when, they, when the Cubs weren't even in the playoffs <laughs> yet. They were That's on, when I had they a gripe. Were on hey, the producer, hunt, can you check you this? Check homer. the homer. Hey, producer, can you check the tapes? I you did. Know, Miller's but... dumb. All right. And uh, my positivity score, I am a, as you guys know, I am the non-homer of the group. I tend to keep things down in the middle. Even though we won, it was fun to watch. We are a five. We are a solid five on the positivity run because it was just fun to watch. It was a fun game to watch. I'm just yeah, leaving it at that. It's a long season. The realist is at a five. I'm at a four. Miller's right. Uh, you know, team's probably a three, but, you know, Bedard is an extra one for me. Not an extra three, but an extra one. That was a one. What the hell is wrong with you? Without Bedard, this team's probably a one or a two. 
So he's one or two. So he's two or three. Okay. Man. You guys got to work on your positivity scores. And I'm the hyper one. Let's, let's, what was the thing again? Okay. Whatever. All right. Um, now with all that positivity, I want to welcome you to the fantasy segment, balls, beers, and football fantastica. I don't like it. I don't like it. Not one bit. It's I'm, been this name every week. What are you talking this, about? This, this positive brigade member does not sponsor the name of this segment. I just want that to be known. This is I mean, an awful it, name. It's, it, it's, it's all fantastic. Um, you know, I may or may not have copied it from a famous TV show, but whatever. Um, when, I, when I talk some fantasy football with you, especially a couple of injuries that happen. But before we do that, Miller's going to take us to class and teach us about running backs and how they get paid. Take it away, Miller. This is not how this was supposed to go. The big news of the week started earlier in the week when Mr. Ursay, when Jim Ursay of the Colts, went back on his word of not paying running backs like smart people and paid Jonathan Taylor a buttload of money. I think if if I'm right, I think it was three thirty six, three forty in that yeah. range, something like that. Three thirty six to twenty six or so guaranteed, I think. Needless to say, some of the people needed an education on why you don't play pay running backs because several individuals in this group reached out to me and was like, "Oh look, Ursay paid him, whoop de doo." Well, let's dive into Miller's classroom. Maybe that could be the next name. Let's look at the top paid running backs in the league right now. We have Kamara, Henry, Chubb, and Aaron Jones. I believe they are two through five, two through six, two through six. Kamara, 15 a year, Henry, 12 and a half, Chubb, 12.2, and Aaron Jones, 12. Kamara, the record since he was paid in 2020, 28 and 22. Henry, since he was paid in 2020, 30 and 20. Chubb, since he was paid in 2021, 15 and 19, and Aaron Jones, 22 and 13. But that's not the important stat. The important stat is all four of these teams have won one playoff game since they were signed. Collectively. Combined. Do I have to keep going? They don't... Teams that pay their running backs statistically do not make it far in the playoffs. Now, there's an exception to every rule, and we could be watching that happen with CMC, but look at what happened at Carolina. They weren't shit. They had DJ Moore and CMC, and they couldn't win anything. So that's the bottom line. I mean, you even look at the guys that got tagged, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard. Look at the records that they're dealing with. I mean, you got one and four with Saquon, who's hurt. Got Josh Jacobs at two and three, and Tony Pollard at three and two. I mean, paying running backs isn't a smart decision for the organization. It's bottom line: get them off the street, get them in the third wanna, round. I just want to bring something up real quick, and and so what you're saying is, in a team aspect, the three of the four running backs that you've listed have run, winning records if they if they pay their running backs. Correct. But then you're also saying that that doesn't matter. I'm saying that they don't win in the playoffs. But yet they're still winning with them. Okay. 
is the goal to win the regular season or is the goal to win the Super Bowl? Oh, interesting. I'm glad you bring that up. So would you say wow, that making the playoffs... Very timely conversation. Would you say that making the playoffs then or having a winning record is irrelevant in the NFL? I think making the playoffs is a key thing, but winning in the playoffs is Right, so the in order to thing. make the playoffs, you have to win, don't you? Yeah. So they have winning records. The one that doesn't have a winning record, what team is he from? Cleveland. Ah, yeah, because they win so many fucking times. Like, come on, like Green Bay, they win. Tennessee Titans, they've made the playoffs two times. They win. The Saints, oh my God! When did you become a regular season savant? Listen, in order to make it to the Super Bowl, you have to win in the regular season and you have to win in the playoffs. But they didn't win in the playoffs. Point. That's what I'm saying. But you have like, to get to the playoffs. I do. Yes, I, but I they do. don't win. So what's Hang the on. fucking point of sitting here talking about that do, they're winning in the regular season when they're not winning in the playoffs? I mean, uh, I understand getting to the playoffs. I have a question. But... Professor, it was a classroom. I have a question. What? Uh, so um, I do like what Chris was thinking. Um, Saquon had a great year last year. Uh, so did Jacobs. I think he led the league in rushing. So you're saying... That's not relevant. With all due respect to the running backs on this list, they all have talent and they have mucho talent. My opinion stands that I would rather use that money elsewhere to build an offensive line and draft a young running back. I believe that an offensive line is more important than a running back to a football team. Offensive line not only affects the running back, enabling to get big holes and production, they also affect the quarterback. That would le- that is what leads to long-term success, not paying a running back $12 million. Okay, fair point. Stats um, back it up. I am not I yes, winning in the you have to win in the regular season. But more importantly, you got to win in the playoffs. You don't pull a Vikings and and just make it to the playoffs and get your ass kicked by the Giants. It's not how this works. You want to actually win in the playoffs. And to do that, you need to have more than a, a running back. You need to have a good offensive line, a good defense, a good quarterback. You need to be a solid team. And paying one guy that runs the ball so then why million, does- so uh, then if, if you're uh, saying that, then why bring up the records if it's a team game? Like, the running back I'm, did not a fully affect... fair. Do you want me to skew everything in my direction? I can do that. I'm you can skew it, but the records there. are relevant then. If you're saying that a team needs all of these other things in order to win, then the team failed to win in the playoffs too. It has nothing to do with the running back. You can't blame it all on the running back if they don't, if they don't make it to the playoffs or if they don't win in the playoffs. It's a whole team aspect. I agree, but they could have taken that money and spent it elsewhere is the and point. And still lose is what you're saying. No. If they, so, w- okay, they were so paying a running pay my, back, you're spending... If I don't pay my running back, hold on. If I don't pay my running back, but then my defense is mediocre at best and my offense is great and we still lose, it doesn't matter don't, where the money went. 
if you don't pay your running back, you're taking that $12 million and likely investing it to other places. $12 million can get you a hell of a good offensive lineman. It could get you multiple defensive pieces. That is where that money can be used, immediately improving those aspects and using, and yes, the running backs on that list are probably better than someone that you're going to get from the draft. How much better is the key? If you have a solid O-line, and my argument would be it's not going to be that much better. So if you would rather have two I key pieces, I disagree with that. Okay, well the stats back it up, bro. The stats, the stats that you're producing though, is basically you're giving one person, which is the running back, and then you're expanding that role into the playoffs on a team base atmosphere. Like it, it, it's irrelevant. Like the, the, what I mean, you're arguing, I, it, the, the, it's no, irrelevant. I'm not. It's not irrelevant. No, there's no, there's no, a no. salary cap in the NFL. Money that is paid towards one position, if not used, will be spread out throughout before. the team. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a. It was the main point that we brought up when they were like, "Oh, the trade can't happen because they don't have the cap space." Well, no one's and all talking this about stuff. the Jets. We're talking about this. Listen, no. let me finish, my good friend. What I'm trying to say is, a salary cap can be flexed in any way, shape, or form to do what you want to do. Hence, bringing in Rodgers to the Jets when they didn't have the cap space for it. No, so that's, I, I do. It's an I irrelevant do want to no, I do want to agree with Miller. Okay, He's well, like, you go take a look at the last Super Bowls and find one that were no. uh, running back made more than $10 million. Hey, brother, let me agree with me. you. Hey, brother, let me agree with you, okay? Please, let me agree with you. Um, I think similar stats also stand for quarterbacks. I think if you pay a quarterback, I think the highest paid quarterback to win it was probably Brady with the Bucs. Oh, uh, Mahomes last year, but who's counting? But like he, I don't think he was making fifty at that point. He was not yes, making he was. fifty. He was not. He just restructured his contract this year to Wait, to I, go I do, back I, on top. I I could be wrong, but I look. You're it wrong. Up. You're Brady wrong. was uh, the last when he was the Buccaneers. I think so, it was the highest money they made. Similarly, like when you, I mean, it Mahomes, could, that could be the case, but Mahomes was making fifty million. Like just like the argument you made with, unless you're saying like a quarterback is more important than a running back. That could be a different argument, I guess. But what I was trying to say was, like, if you put your money in one position, I was thinking of the David Montgomery and the Lions. They're paying him three-year, $18 million, um, but so about $6 million a year, and then, like, he's giving them probably, like, above average output was where my thought went right away. Um, so let me, let me ask this question for the group, then. Given the same structure that we're going to talk about, if are we saying that the highest-paid player... I'm changing the terms now because you guys are talking running back. So let's change it to quarterbacks. The highest paid quarterback is guaranteed to make the playoffs. No, no one's saying anything like that. No, no one's saying that. So Justin Herbert being one of the top paid quarterbacks in the league. What is, what's your, what's your thought on his team and his expansions? Because that's going to be not the, the same. top paid quarterback in the league. He's one he of the top even, paid. He isn't even signed a contract yet. I don't believe he's he did. one. He's, he did. He, he's he's signed for borrow. I think. Yeah, Did he's he? one of the top five paid in in the NFL right now, and his team okay. is currently two and two. Why are we talking about this? Because you're. Trying I don't to put think one person, one person, yeah. one contract, and, and I, I don't stand to think what Boopin says is factual. Quarterbacks are a lot more important than a running back. I understand having a young quarterback on a on the original deal is very important in today's NFL. I will agree with him there. But I'll also sit here and state that you can win in the NFL having a paying a quarterback. You can look at Pat Mahomes. But Miller, before that, there's literally a line. Um, Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has become the first quarterback 
in the NFL history to win the Super Bowl for when he was counting for over $35 million on the salary cap. Before that, it was like lesser than that, which is similar Poopin, to what you're talking Poopin. about. We just crossed like that $35 million threshold like two years ago. Yeah, maybe not two years ago, but okay. I mean, Daniel well, Jones just signed a $40 million contract. And he will not make the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's... So what you're saying is you prefer Daniel Jones over Saquon Barkley. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, that was a stupid contract. Oh, my God. No, but, see, I can't with you. Okay, I can't okay. with you today. Hey, I'm reclaiming my time. I can't with People, I'm reclaiming my time. This is my fantasy quarter, okay? That is appropriately named Balls, Beers, and Football Fantastica. We are talking about fantasy first. football. It was fantasy football. Um, the biggest question, that's what I have for you, this guy, this week in the fantasy corner. Lots of very important people headed to the IR. Um, Justin Jefferson, who we'll probably talk in a minute in detail, uh, he's headed to IR. What I did in this section was maybe talk about replacement, who he, who you can pick up to replace him, um, and then what, what the impact is of those players on your team, right? Justin Jefferson, I, I probably number one pick on your draft, probably irreplaceable if I'm being honest with you. But uh, there's a rookie, Jordan Addison, who has done a little bit. He he he's one of the people whose uh, target share will likely go up. But KJ Arsborn, he's probably available for cheap, and his role he's been around for a couple of years. His role will likely grow along with Hawkinson and Madison, in my opinion. Guys, feel free to jump in and interject if you guys disagree. Another running back that's that's been like on fire and headed to uh, IR is Devon Achan. Um, the, he just changed how to pronounce his name, and I don't think I have it down 100% yet. But he's he was electric. He's literally a league winner if he kept playing. But um, looks like uh, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Salman Ahmed are all in the line to like replace him. Uh, Mostert was like the number two running back before uh, HN came up and screwed up the scene. So that's another uh, situation to keep an eye out for. Pick up those players if they're available in your waivers. James Connor is a third name that's headed to IR. Um, I'm hurt personally because of this. Uh, a couple of people that are in line to replace him. Imari DeMarcado, who had a touchdown last week. Um, he played 70% of the snaps. But Keontae Ingram is actually listed as a backup on the depth chart. But he's dealing with his own injury. So very tenuous situation. Keep an eye out for those. Uh, another simpler one is Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Indy. He's headed to IR. Uh, Gardner Minshew is gonna uh, is gonna take his place. Actually, that's probably a good news for pass catchers in Indy. Uh, if you have Pittman and all that group there, might be signs up for them because Minshew's probably he he can run, but he's probably a throw first quarterback there. Um, coming back locally, Khalil Herbert is also hurt. I last I checked, he was not on IR. But um, it's it's a big topic. You guys can weigh in if you want to. The the I, debate is if uh, Roshan Johnson is going to have a bigger role, or if like um, the running back we picked up for the Panthers, Foreman, his role is going to grow there. I um, think it's going to be a Justin Fields thing. What do you think, Miller? No, I think it's going to be Roshan Johnson. You think so? I think oh, I think yeah. there's going to be more design runs for Fields this week. I don't I don't think I don't think it's smart, and I don't think they're doing it. I I agree with you. I don't think it's smart either. But we saw a couple in the last game that were successful, and since Herbert is didn't, yeah, we did. Are you kidding All me? Right. We did not. All right, we'll, we'll keep going. They on had this one run. 
designed runs. They played they had, like, design runs. They had like four design runs, time. but one Recla was. Reclaiming oh, my time. Boopin, how, was there not more design runs for Fields last week than before? <laughs> no it one's arguing that. I'm arguing the like fact that they were successful. More. The design runs that they did were very not very successful. He had one or two scrambles from when he was a it was a pass play. It was undesigned where he got a majority of his yards. He had a few designed runs off the bat though, but they went for like a handful of yards each. I mean that's successful to me. But go ahead now. My claiming your my time. professional Jesus. because no, it's my fancy corner. Him. My professional opinion is that I think. Um, Roshan's role will be the third down role that he has at all season. And I think, um, um, damn it, Dante Furman is going to be the starter. That's my opinion. Um, but a big point I wanted to make, guys, before we have a little, I have a little surprise game for you guys is keep an eye out for next week. There's six or seven teams on by next week. So there's Panthers, Bengals, Cowboys, Texans, Jets, and Titans on by next week. It's not this week, but. Going into the weekend, you may want to look ahead to the next week and pick up some players so you're not fighting with other people on the waiver wire next week when you need to find that kicker or that tight end that you need to replace. So, awesome corner there, bud. I know you wanted to to give the game. Um, Can we stop for a second? Go ahead. I was wrong. Oh. I was thinking. I was thinking of the Denver game. Yeah. This is right. Look at that. Imagine being wrong again multiple times. Couldn't be me. Um, how was your fantasy games this week, guys? I think I I'm a collective it. nine and six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a huge game. Thank you to the Jamar Chase. He had 52 yeah. points for me. Uh, I won, so I am two and three in my league. I am five and one, four or five and zero, oh, four and one, and zero oh and five. Wait, you are three and two. Oh, you're four and one with me. Yeah, you're looking at the leaders of a of a fantasy football league. Look at that. Um. No, I got killed on the other one, but he had Komet and DJ Moore, so I didn't even care. I was just like, go ahead, kill me. If the Bears win, I'll take a loss every week in fantasy. I I'm kinda I do have some questions for you, Boopin. I might need some tight ends next week. So next Brother, week if you can make it look, tight end. Logan no. Thomas, if he's available, pick oh, him up. Let me see. There's literally a waiver wire show that he puts out, Chris, that you can look at. So Oh, now, it was a little late coming out yesterday. It was a good point. That's fun. No, um, all right, you guys Would you ready? Take Kincaid over Thomas? No, probably not. Okay. Um, okay. Quick, quick, quick game. What I did is like fantasy football stats get thrown at you a lot. So I just picked up some names, mostly to confuse you guys. I'll throw a couple of stats out. You guys think of the first name that pops up in your head, okay? Four quarterbacks. Ready? Okay. Quarterback number one. Tell me who it is when you figure it out. His passing yards are 1,287. He has 10 TDs, four interceptions. He has a 73.3 QBR and 154 rushing yards. Mitch Trubisky. CJ Stroud. Both of you are wrong. You guys are wrong. He has good stats, but I don't know if he has that good stats. Yeah, Mitch has good stats. Good call. Like, the part I wanted to confuse you was the rushing yard. That's Patrick Mahomes okay. this season so far. That's fair. Uh, quarterback two. Passing yards are 1143, 11 touchdowns, 5 interception, 46.4 QBR, 191 rushing yards, and 1 rushing TD. Justin Fields. I think that's Fields. 
You guys got it. Ding, ding, ding. Quarterback the 11 three. and five that got me right there. Now, he, which he, by the way, did, Miller, we didn't bring up. You were correct. Even though it was a oh, Thursday game. Oh, look at that. You were right. Justin Fields is a top uh, touchdown leader in the NFL. He still is? Yeah. He's That's tied incredible. for first, I believe, wow. at 11. For the That's record, wait, no, let me CJ Stroud threw for 1,212 yards. Okay, thank you. Before I lie, let me double check. I think he's – okay, no, he's not overall. He's tied for second uh, okay, at 11. Cool. St- still great. Quarterback three. Boy, boys ready? He has 1,265 yards, nine TDs, three interceptions, 71.2 QBR, 14 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Kirky Kirk. No. Rushing oh, touchdowns no. for Cousins? Yeah, that was, Say it, that was is bad. that Purdy, is it? Oh, it could be mm. pretty. It's not pretty. It's not? Good, good guess. That is a good is guess. It? it is Jared Goff. Ooh. Oh, he, I wouldn't expect him to have two rushing touchdowns. I know, touchdowns I know. I, I, was try, I was trying to confuse you guys. Last one. 1,271 yards, nine TDs, zero interceptions, 24 rushing yards, QBR of 83.6, and two rushing TDs. That is Brock Purdy. I think that's, I'm going to say that's right. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that is pretty. That is pretty. Um, we had a conversation on a personal thread earlier. I just wanted to bring it back with this. But I don't know. It's like stats get thrown at you. Like all of those were con- maybe feels because the QBR, you guys got it. But all of those were surprising to me for the most part. Like Mahomes with a rushing yard, Goff with the rushing TDs. Like it was just incredible. I just wanted to bring it, guys. Thanks for playing, boys. Oh, son. All right. With that, we're going to go ahead and take our break, and we're going to have our interview with a fellow Vikings fan. Um, So please continue to hang on. Join us after this break. Miller here. Football season is here. And here at the Trio of Positivity podcast, we pride ourselves on giving you the up-to-date information. Stay tuned to all of our social medias where we're going to have information covering the waiver wire, covering our recap of the Bears game. And you know what? The Bears actually got a win last week. Super Bowl, here we come. This week, we're going to be taking on the Vikings from up north. Be sure to listen to our recap on Sunday, and we will be live on the FB. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and follow the TOP podcast. Love you. As promised, we have a special guest for you today. But before that, it's hard to believe it's week six in NFL. I feel like the season just started. For some some fan bases, which we'll cover today, it has already been a long season. But, um, you know, that's how it rolls. It's a short season while it's a long season at the same time. With that being said, without further ado, please welcome a Vikings fan, all the way from Minneapolis, Deepak, no last name. Yay! Deepak, say hello. Hey, guys. How we doing? You know, um, I'm, t- I'm talking to you guys. I'm, uh, I'm watching uh, from the corner of my eye. I'm watching the Twins um, less than two hours away from getting booted out from the ALDS. So mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. <laughs> mm. 
What a good time to have you on the trio of positivity podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, all right. <laughs> Ooh, um, the people on this podcast are Cubs fans and Sox fans, so we, you'll have lots of company in your misery. You know, we know exactly what you're going through. We didn't even make the playoffs. White Sox didn't even know what playoffs were. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, but um, you know, we want we brought you on. We want to talk about the Vikings. Uh, if you're ready, let's start with the obvious, right? Vikings and Bears have both underachieved so far this season. You guys were a playoff team last year. Uh, we had some hopes of being anywhere close to relevant this year. Um, after such a great run last year and with Kirk on the last year of the deal, how are the Vikings fans' feelings this year? <laughs> well... If you had asked me that question a, a week ago, I would have said, we're feeling pretty bad. But then it went from bad to worse. I'm sure you guys already know. JJ is out for at least four weeks. I'm guessing it's going to be more on the six to eight weeks end. I mean, there is no reason to bring him back, rush him back. So um, everything went well last year, right? So we're 11-0 and in close games, which is like, I think, one of the best record in that metric in the history of the NFL. And there are some metrics that don't mean revert. That was a metric that we knew was going to mean revert. And it has, it, it has mean reverted like crazy. So we're not feeling that well. But I know we, I, have, I have company with you three gentlemen. So I don't feel that bad. Yeah, well, I mean, the the only thing that I will say is you've kind of gone through a pretty tough schedule to start playing the Chiefs and the Eagles. So, and then Tampa Bay was a little bit of a surprise too. So you've had a bit of a tough schedule out of the gate. I think that's a good point. Although, you know, I, I thought Tampa was going to be a easy sort of a game on the schedule. They have surprised us and everybody uh, to the upside. So they're probably not as bad as we thought. But you're right. We played the Chiefs and the Eagles, um, two teams that may, again, go back to the, to the big games. So it's, I mean, we're one and four. Uh, we weren't going to panic if JJ was still around. Uh, with, with him gone uh, for the foreseeable future, I think that's what sort of puts, you know, kicks us out while we were down, so to speak. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's still hope, but I think uh, we'll see. After this game, we'll probably have a different tune altogether. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, one of us will be positive and one of us will be negative, right? Isn't that it, the way it works? One of us will be talking Super Bowl. The other one will be talking about um, reset. So let's focus on JJ for a minute because he's your star. He's the guy. He's out four weeks. Your schedule coming up is not very easy, but it's not totally impossible. Obviously, you have us, and then I think you have the Bears after that. Or not the Bears, sorry. The Niners after that. So yeah. that should be a toughie. Yeah. But do you really think that he's going to come back this year? And do you think he's going to make the choice? Or do you think it'll just kind of be an injury thing that'll determine his route i mean it it all depends on how we do the next four five six games right so they say he's on ir so at least four games he's out um i mean when you look at cooper cup with the la um 
Rams, that's a similar kind of injury, and he was supposed to come back after four weeks, and it was longer than four weeks. So I'm not a medical expert, but I think if we go, let's say, one and three in the next four games, um, or two and two, I don't think there is any reason to bring him back, but just as me, um, he might want to come back. He seems like a really good guy, really uh, in a competitive um, real professional without any of the diva that Stefan Diggs and others had. So I'm a big fan of JJ, but I think, man, it's tough. I think he might come back after six weeks. I don't know, six, seven, eight in a pick, pick a number, but they might even shut him down. I, I don't know if you guys saw this. You probably didn't. There were some reports that Colt McCoy, you know, our savior was um, in the Vikings facility, which is like five miles from where I live. Um, if that's the case, and there, there are going to be rumors about Cousins being shipped uh, to a playoff contender, then if that happens and we go one in three or one in four, given our defense, he might not come back this year. So I'm going to say at least six games, but then it could be just the rest of the season. Well, um, it's again, had we talked last week, I think you'd be feeling slightly different, but it's it's tough with the JJ news for sure being on the IR, but it's his team, like you said, right? He's you the shoot team. out Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, um, he's the Th- team. Thielen is gone, Kirk is on a one year deal. It's his team, you're right, but he, yeah, it's, but he's it's, not under contract. No, I was so gonna it's, say, uh, it's hard to say someone, it's someone's team, Mike. You had to bring that up, huh? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate yeah, that. I mean, no, where, no, where there's no. smoke, there's fire, baby. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm just fanning it a little. It, Miller loves talking contract to Deepak. I, like I, I, talking contract with GMs is his favorite thing. I listened to I, I listened to your episode with your buddy from from the Cheesehead Land. You know, um, so uh-huh. yeah. I don't know why they didn't sign him up. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. So. That might come back to bite us in the rear, but you know we'll we'll, we'll take it when it comes. He seems to really like it here, uh, but that I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys might have gotten lucky, honestly, with the injury. Now he may not want twenty five million. He may sign for twenty two. You know? No way! No, 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 no. He's going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, um, unless I, I, I thought so. Unless he gets into a, you know, like he breaks his leg and his arm or something like that. No, he's he's going to get paid. That, yeah. This is not going to yeah, impact. Unless he like tears his. Yeah. Yeah, this is not going to impact his impact his value one bit. I mean, he's going to he's going to get paid. I mean, you better pay him. He has more yards than the best wide receiver. I think as a team, Chicago Bears don't have a wide receiver in its entire rich uh, history that has as many yards as Jefferson has in the first five years of his career. So you better, you guys better pay him. I think, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think he's number one in history, NFL history, uh, up until now. He's, in the first five years? Yeah, yeah. or first. Has he been here for five years? I think. No, but Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears in its entire history haven't had a wide receiver that's uh, had more yards than Justin Jefferson already has in his career. That's how sad we are over here. Wow. Even during the heyday of Jay Cutler, the future Hall of Famer Jay Cutler, no. Mike? Yep. Even during the heyday, wow. Brandon Marshall never put up that. Are we that really man. saying he... that Jay Cutler was the heyday of the Bears? I know. I've, I've, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's tongue-in-cheek, man. 
Chris, it's just tongue in cheek. At least one of us thought. <laughs> it, it At was. least one it's... of us thought. <laughs> it, it was definitely true. Um, but, um, you know, like, we kind of package it all up together. But do you think there will be sellers at the trade deadline then? Um, like, you know, McCoy is already in the facility. Um, you know, JJ is probably out more than four weeks. Uh, the deadline is like, you know, like it's far away right now, but it's trying to come out pretty quick. Do you think there'll be sellers like, you know, a couple of pieces on defense, Kirk Cousins? Do you think they're on the move? Before I answer your question, let me just do this and just throw that away. Uh, that's my twins hat. So you guys know what happens. So. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, I hope so. I mean, I've never been a big most of my friends, are, except for one, have never been a big Kirk Cousins fan. He's a good quarterback. He's a above-average quarterback. I'm sure half of the NFL teams would love him, uh, love to have him. Mm-hmm. But he was just going to be it. His ceiling was just that, right? He had a ceiling. He was never going to uh, – you, you guys watch the uh, show Quarterbacks on Netflix, right? I mean, the dude's – he's fine. He, he, that's what he is. So if we're going to just suck this year, which we might, uh, there's a huge, large possibility of that. Then we should we should be sellers at the deadline. I I, I do like our new um, management team, Quasi Odofomenso. He's a he's a, I think he's made some good moves. Um, so again, if we go zero and four or one and three, yeah, I think Cousins might be gone. I hope he's gone so that we can just rebuild and pair up. Hopefully, JJ with a young stud quarterback, which is I know it's not easy. It's easier said than done, but yeah, I hope so. I think so. I think. If we talk during our next Vikings uh, Bears game, uh, which is uh, in Minneapolis, that's right? on Monday night. Yeah, I might, I might have I'm some. Sure. I might have some tickets to that game. Um, boobs. Uh, we'll we'll talk after this. Okay, before we move on, we yeah. have to address the elephant in the room with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you know he has a no trade clause, right? He does. I do know that. Yes. Thanks for bringing that up again. You're welcome. <laughs> I can do some research on this. I know. So there's a chance that he doesn't want to leave. You know, um, yeah, that's always a possibility. But I think he really wants to win. I mean, if you watch that show um, uh, on Netflix, I'll give him one a huge credit. He does want to win, right? Uh, preparing himself for the game with the chiropractor and all that stuff. So if we're just going to suck this year, our defense is – horrifically bad you guys know that being bears fans this year right we're we both are in the same boat so if we suck and we're like one two and seven i don't know when the trade deadline is i think he would be open to it but yeah i mean he might say i'm just gonna stay here but if there are enough teams that might need a quarterback that might be one quarterback away from being a good playoff team um and, and there's always injuries uh, to good teams so I'm not. I don't think Vikings fans are that concerned that he would just invoke that trade no trade clause. It's just that, uh, what do we do after Kirk Cousins? I mean, you know, it's the the it's always greener faster on the other side, right? We could have somebody like I don't know, name a quarterback for one of the crappy teams out there. But I don't think I don't think he's going to exercise that. Clause. Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. You know, we, I I know we want to talk about and we can talk about that, but I have I have mixed feelings about him from the outside. 
you guys might be too close uh too close to the stove if you will i might have some mixed feelings we'll we'll we'll, we'll focus on kirk right now because we're we're focused on on him okay sure you like that you like that um <laughs> i did no, like that I, it's just it's a very it's a very interesting situation because you have kirk how long can you wait, right? Like the big team that jumps out about the quarterback is the New York Jets. You got they have it. Zach yep. Wilson. They yep. need a quarterback. For sure. You probably want to trade with them. But if you wait four weeks and they're two and seven, I mean, is it going to be – are they going to be able to make the playoffs? It's it's very – It's you'd almost think if they want to do this rebuild, they got to do it soon to give, it, to give Cousins a chance to actually make an impact on one of these teams. So it's interesting yeah. to see. It's interesting to see if he'll actually be willing to go. Yeah, like the no trade clause is very interesting, but his contract otherwise is perfect. There's just a base salary of about $10 million. What team wouldn't pay $10 million to get Kirk Cousins to start for them for a couple of years? But the question, I think you guys hit it on the head, is... A couple is, games. A couple like, games. Yeah, like, yeah, a couple, couple games. Sorry, a couple games. But the question for Kirk is, what does he want, right? Does he want a next contract? Because Jets don't want to pay him. They already have Rodgers in the wing probably for next year, right? So I think that's the key question here. What does Kirk want to do? Does he want to win? Go to a contender, play a couple games, see if he can make the difference. But yeah, the contract is pretty good. But uh, Deepak, what we do on the show is we have a positivity rating goes from zero to 10 10 is probably we're going to the super bowl and uh, zero it's, is it's been questioned you can go negative on the positivity rating i just want to bring, that, to up bring that up some people have broken the scale like the white Sox this year deepak but you we usually don't go negative zero is like you know there's nothing to look forward to five's like probably average like it's probably different now from how things have turned out but if you could maybe walk us through what was your positivity rating when you started the season versus where you are today you know, um, I was one of the realists starting the season. I, I talked to you guys guys about the mean reversion of that 11 and 0 close games, right? If, if you just go half and half, you you miss the playoffs. So I, I thought we could potentially make the playoffs. I thought you guys and Detroit were going to be the two tough teams in um, in the division. I, I never bought into the post Rogers hype with um, what's his name um, and Green Bay. Um, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. See, I don't even remember his name. So um, I was probably at six, being a fan of six or seven, you have to bring, you have to be positive, right? Um, and today, to Chris's point, I think, um, man, I might be on the negative side of things with JJ being out and our defense being what it is. We almost, you know, we were in close games with both Kansas City and, and, and Eagles, two really good teams. So I, I don't think we are a bad team. I think we're just an average team. And with JJ being out, that's like, I don't know, 25%, 30% of the offense. There's ripple effects. Now, Addison has to be the number one guy. I don't know, KJ Osborne, our tight end. Who knows, right? Cam Akers out of the backfield. So I think defense is not going to change overnight. So that's a given. Our offense just went through a horrific setback, if you will. So, yeah, I would say negative two right now. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is a. I know this Negative is a two. I know this is a two positivity <laughs> podcast. Um, we could talk about the twins. They just made the playoffs and exceeded all expectations, even though they got bounced today. We could talk about that being uh, on the positive side, but I think I don't see any positivity, man. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I think I, I think it's a record. 
I think it's a record. We've never got negative two. I think we've got negative one, maybe zero, but we've never got negative two. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. You're like sitting there in limbo. You don't know where the team's going to go. That's right? it. Are they going to try it. to push forward or are they going to do a reset? The worst thing no, that can happen. Not. The worst thing that can happen to a team, in my opinion, is that they just stay in that limbo, Mike. Like you said, you know, I would much rather just rebuild, blow it up. If we're not going to go anywhere this year or next year or the year after, um, and Cousins' contract and all that stuff, um, I think he he has Cousins has played really good this year up to this point. Even with our horrific offensive line, he has actually played really good. So. You brought up the Jets. I don't think they have any chips to give us, right? They already bet the farm with Mr. Ayahuasca, uh, and I think he's their future, obviously. So, But there could be some other team. And so I would much Mr. rather just blow it up, right? So uh, did you guys see what he said about Travis Kelsey? I mean, you guys should just go check it out. Mm-hmm. That guy's such a tool. I'm yeah, talking about this. Pretty, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, it's pretty funny. He's yeah. such a tool. Um, I have a random question. Sure. I have a random question because um, we try to kind of keep the podcast between what's going on with both cities. Uh, you guys had a brand new stadium that was built a couple years ago. Um, I don't know if you know, but we are in the process of the Bears moving away from the metro city going out to the suburbs. I uh, just want to get your take. How how was the talk of your guys' stadium? Like, Was there ever a motive for the Vikings to leave the actual city or what what was like the the backstory of that from I, from, from a fan perspective i'm glad you brought it up because you know i think it was a little bit much different from what the chicago bears are going through soldier field historic right etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean the bears might have their own reason to move to a new facility uh, you guys know more about it than i do our metrodome i don't know if you guys ever came to the metrodome if you didn't then good for you it was a dump Deepak. Chris and I, I'm sorry, Miller and I were there at the last game. It was a Bears-Vikings game. Oh. We were there when they deflated the dome for the last time. Seriously? Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, the Twins played there, uh, We and the Twins have a beautiful ballpark now, and the Vikings played there. It was probably one of the worst stadiums in all of football. So, it was, they had to do something about it. And then we, we went and played at the TCF Bank Stadium for a couple of years and then came back. It's a beautiful stadium. It was out of necessity. And then the Welsh did a really good job in building the stadium and sort of the area around it. It just has revitalized that part of downtown. It used to just be parking lots and dump. It was essentially a place that you didn't want to go outside of the Vikings Gate. Now you can actually tailgate, which was not a concept with the Metrodome. So it came out of necessity. And I think there, there, obviously, there was a faction who didn't want to um, fund the stadium for billionaires, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that in politics gets involved, all of that. But I mean, I feel good about it. It was a positive development, and we needed it, right? The Bears may not need it. I don't know if they, you guys might have different views about it, or they might need it because I don't know the state of the affairs of the Soldier Field. It might be a good stadium still, might need renovation, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we're happy about it. I think it it all turned out to be, and it's a beautiful stadium, and, and I think all Vikings fans are happy today. Wasn't Kevin Warren a big part of them getting a new stadium, Deepak? Like, Oh, he was huge. new president. I don't know if you're... Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he was huge. I, and and the Wilkes, you know, I mean, the prior ownership, I don't know if you guys remember, he was just a, a, a Southern Cowboys sort of tool, right? So when the Wilkes took over, they really sort of 
professionalized the whole operation. The, the Vikings practice facility, which was in Eden Prairie, was just like the stadium. And they moved to Egan, which is, you know, the east, eastern suburb closer to me. Uh, it's a beautiful facility. And then they rebuilt the stadium. So the Wilbs, the ownership group, did everything right to get the you know, public on their side. They never threatened to leave, which I don't think any anybody should do. They said, we're just going to get this done. We want to stay here. And they committed to it. And they, they stayed true, true to form. Like, they kept their word. And so everything worked well with the new, new ownership. And, and I think it's, it's good. Awesome. Thank you. Um, kind of want to move the conversation toward the rest of the NFC North. You brought up Jordan Love. Um, you know, Vikings have honestly been pretty good last couple of years, right? A couple of division titles um, with uh, Mr. Ayahuasca, like you call them, out of the division. Lions seems to be on the up, uh, up. Just wanted to get your view on the NFC North as a whole. Um, like, you know, what do you see in the next couple of years? Do you see the Bears and the Packers making an impact? Or do you think, um, you know, we, this is <clears throat> like, you know, Vikings and Lions are like where, where it's going to be. What do you think the future of the NFC is going to be, NFC North? Yeah, I know I know. we want to talk about Justin Fields later on, but you know, I'll, I'll leave the leave that topic for then um i think well, we don't have to leave we can start we can start there too if that's well, where you want to go i'll start with the packers i think thank thank god right in our lifetime they've had brett Favre and aaron Rodgers. they they deserve i think jordan love i think he's uh, somebody said on on tv today or yesterday he's like a backup quarterback i agree i think he's the worst quarterback in the division and i couldn't be more happier i mean like it's just thank you because I, I don't think the, the, the Vikings fans, Bears fans, or Lions fans can handle another 17 year quarterback for the Cheeseheads, right? So that's that's fantastic. No, no, mm -hmm. no, really not. Uh, that's a mutual, mutual love or hatred, right? Um, so I think the Packers are going to be in a rebuild mode. Um, their, their management team seems pretty competent. Uh, but, you know, you can mask a lot of things when you have Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre as your quarterback for the last 40 years or whatever it was. The Lions are truly on the up and up. I really like that coach. I I, I think he's got a format. He's got the people. Uh, they traded for for the quarterback from the Rams. Um, he seems pretty competent. They have some real good skill position players. I love Amon Ross and Brown. I couldn't, I missed on him with one pick on my fantasy draft. Um, um, oh, by the way, just so you guys know, not that I need you guys to feel sorry for myself. I have Justin Jefferson on my, my one fantasy league that I get. You're a homer. You homer. No, no. That's a homer pick, pick right there. McCaffrey. I told you to pick McCaffrey. I, I picked him. Uh, I was the fifth pick and he was the right pick and I was going to, yeah, anyways, so, uh, so I'm, I mean, I'm, if he fell to five, you can't not take it. It was it was a no brainer, and and so I was riding high for a few weeks, and now I think I'm in trouble. Both my team and my fantasy team are in trouble, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, I think Detroit is on up and up, and then then coming to you guys, uh, I'm just not saying that just just because you guys are three Chicago Bears fans. I thought Justin Fields the last five or six games of last season. I thought he, we saw something in him, not just from a fantasy perspective, but real NFL. And I thought you guys had a fancy quarterback. And then he comes out the first three games, like, whoa. He did not make that leap like, um, you know, Jalen Hurts made with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh -huh. I thought that was the comp, right? The last two games, your defense still sucks. They're like as bad or even probably worse than the Vikings. 
I kind of yeah. saw something in him. I, you're, the Bears coaching staff might have figured out how to use DJ Moore. Might. Might be the operative word. And they might have... Keep talking. Keep talking. No, they might... We love it. Keep talking. They might have figured out something with Justin Fields. Like, they were just trying to make him something he's not, which is kind of a concerning as a Bears fan, if I were a Bears fan, because he's a running quarterback. Wait, can, you, can you say that? Can you say that one more time, that they were making him that is something that he's not? I feel like two of three of us on this trio of positivity brought that up and someone did not want to confirm that. But can can you just say that one more time? Because it sounded really good when you said it. Well, you know, I work in the investment business, right? So when when I try to feel, put put a in a stock in something else and I try to square peg round holes in a, that, it doesn't work. So he's a running quarterback. Use his assets, right? So on one hand, if you just run, 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 you could get hurt and the longevity is not there and you're back in square one. But on the other hand, if you tell him to just be a statue, that's not his modus operandi, right? That's not how he operates. So I don't know what the coaching staff was thinking there and they know more about football than I do, um, I think. Um, but they should use that sort of mobility to try to coach him and make him a throwing quarterback, but use that as an asset like, you know, Mahomes does and some other mobile quarterbacks do being thrower first, right? So I, I, they might have figured it out. I don't know. It's two games. Uh, they played the Denver Broncos. So I have, we have to keep that in check. They, that's probably the worst defense in the NFL. So it was a horrific yeah, we still lost. But I one yeah. thing I do want to point out, I know I know I'm not a Jordan Love lover, uh, but as as it stands right now, Jordan Love is currently outperforming Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Um he's 15th in passing yards. So while I I get the premise that he is a backup quarterback mentality, he is currently outperforming a lot okay. of quarterbacks that we should see higher okay. in the ring. Let, let's, let's, let's throw Joe Burrow's name out there after he has a hurt calf. Like, come on, man. Do you want me to throw Dak Prescott look in at there? The, look at the Dak, games. Dak Prescott is a bad quarterback. Exactly. quarterback. Uh, and he's outperforming Dak Prescott as well. So it's like, I mean, Jordan come on, Love let's... just flopped on Monday Night Football against the fucking Raiders. Come yeah. on. I think Chris... The Raiders uh, are a good team. Chris, too, too. Raiders are not a good no. team. Raiders are not a good team. Jesus. Chris, to Mike's point, um, you know, it's a small sample size. So, I mean, there are some... People get crazy with metrics, right? Advanced metrics from PFF and, yep. and all that stuff. And you could just get lost in the, in the shuffle, if you will. Um, I just... I test, man. Like, even when they were winning, they were winning with because of their defense, not because of him. So he might put up some good stats. I, I, will, I will agree with you. I will agree with you with that. But I think I still hold that that first the first two games where you can clearly see he's looked better than than Fields. And I, I'll agree with you. It is a small sample size. But even in that small sample size, you can definitely I can definitely keep picking metrics where even Fields has eleven touchdowns. Yeah, he does. I think he's tied. And He's got he's like 1,100 yards or something like that. He's got 1,100 yards. Same as Mahomes. Yards, yeah. And yet his rating is still one of like the lower ones that are that are out there. So it's like there's still definitely some metrics that can favor fields, but just uh, there's some other ones that can favor love as well. well. Deepak, I, we should have prepped you. Fields, uh, CJ is a like renowned oh. fields no, that's, hater. You that's know? fine. But let me, let me ask you hater. this. Let me ask you this, CJ. Oh, sure. yeah. Let me ask you this. If you had a 
just two choice to start uh, for your team, for your NFL team, not for your fantasy football team. Uh, would you pick uh, Justin Fields or Jordan Love? Option C. Option oh, C. Oh, no, no, no. no that's Mitchell Trubisky. No, oh, Mitchell Trubisky all day. I want Chris to answer this. I want Mitch, Mitch Trubisky all day. Oh, but see, goodness. the thing is, if I'm starting my season and the question is, are you starting someone with high expectations or someone who is riding the bench with uh, Rodgers? I mean, you're, you have to take that into consideration. I would take love. Okay. Bullshit. I, I, over over uh, expectations? <laughs> look, look at Fields what Fields did last year. year. Look you, at what Fields no, did last year. We are talking about Fields. Kirk, right? I think love is probably a worse Kirk. Like a poor man's Kirk. He's like not as maybe technically gifted or doesn't work at hard, whatever. I think that's a Kirk, horrible comp. That's, Back that's to a me. horrible. Kirk, Kirk oh, I think, Kirk, is look like, at what feels second in the feels, league in yards. What are you talking about? I loved he it. did a great year last year to end the year, like, like Deepak said. And it's like to sit here and say you're going to take a guy that's never played before or he had like two games started is ridiculous. Again, if I'm starting my team. And I have someone that was being coached by Aaron Rodgers over Fields. Who he wasn't coached. He, Aaron Rodgers he didn't was, coach anybody. He that that I'm with Mike on that. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers could care less about anybody else other than him. That 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 I'm with. I'm with he Mike left, on that. He one of the reasons he left is because Jordan Love was drafted. Let's be honest. But um, we no, did. the main reason he left, the main reason he left is because of all the times he needed offensive help. Green Bay chose not to draft offensive players in the first round. Let's be honest here. It's because medicinal weed is probably legal in New York and not in um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. But, but who's counting anyway? <laughs> anyway, That's who's so, counting? That has but, uh, nothing the, to do with what we're talking about. It was about. really refreshing to hear your take on uh, Justin Fields. I feel like most of the people on this podcast would probably agree with you. We have some haters on the podcast. But, uh, but yeah, go ahead. L- let, me, let me just preface this. Um, I think the jury is still out. Um, um, just to kind of piggyback on what Chris was saying. Uh, it was a small sample size last year. And then the last, the first three games, horrific. And uh, the metrics, etc. And then the two good games, right? One game was against Denver freaking Broncos. So let's just keep that into perspective. So I think... I don't think it's, a, Thank you. it's, it's the, the report card is complete yet. It's incomplete, but there are some promising signs because of his athletic ability, because of what he represents, his profile. Now the team has to build around him. Look at what the San Francisco 49ers are doing. Good teams, right? Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer yet. And they have the system around him. That's why I was surprised when they, did, they didn't use DJ Moore at all for the first four games. Like, what's, why did you sign him in the offseason if you're not going to use him? Maybe, you know, the offensive line wasn't good. I don't, I, I don't pay that close attention to the Bears' offensive line. Vikings suck mm-hmm. on, on the offensive side. But um, I, I'm, I'll be more optimistic about him than Jordan Love. That's, that would be my comment. So let me ask you this question then, just to flip it for you. If you were to start your team right now and you had Fields or Cousins, who do you pick? I would love to trade you guys cousins and take fields and just take that chance. And and that might be a bad take the chance. So you're but you're establishing that there's a chance more with fields and then there's more consistency well, with cousins. 100%, 100%. 100%. Cousins, you exactly know what what you get. You you know exactly. You know the floor, you know the ceiling, right? He's a hard worker, he's yeah. dedicated, he's a veteran, uh but he's he's, he's probably 
gets, gets all his clothes from Coles. We know all about it. And his wife dresses him and all that stuff. But you know what you get from him. I would do that flip in a heartbeat just on the potential. And it could just blow up on my face. I Don't get me wrong. But I would do that on the potential that we might have, if we have the right system, right coaching staff, right tools around him. I mean, pairing up Justin Fields with JJ, come on, and, and Jordan Addison, woo, but, I'll do that. But, but this is what I'm saying. But here's what I'm saying, and you're saying everything that I've said. You would have to make sure you have the right feet, the right uh, structure in place, the right coaching. Hundred percent. You would make sure all of this was in place to take a chance with Fields. If you don't have that in place, no. you take no chance. No, I agree. That's I agree. My point. I Thank agree with so, that. I agree with that. Thank you so much. No, I agree with it. Thank you. But I do think the Chicago Bears. They have DJ Moore. Who's your running back right now? I mean, you guys shipped. Um... Oh, we got yeah, the the backup for Bijan Robinson. Khalil Herbert Roshan and, and Roshan Johnson, yeah. Uh, and he seems okay. I mean, but running backs are just a replaceable commodity today in the NFL unless you have some elite athlete. Thank you. Yeah. My wow, God, man. thank you. You're man, like, it's like, like kissing up to hands. everybody it's like you're, hang, hang it's like you're What did I say? Did I say something that was sacral? <laughs> No, 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 no. Everyone this is that what works a true in finance. Trio positivity podcast sounds like. Just <laughs> no, 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 keep no, us three in. No, 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 no. Um, Miller, who was another finance guy on this podcast, like just like loves like what went down in Indy. Not that he got paid, but he loves that situation. So it's funny. I never that from- said that I loved it. We just talked about it in the first segment. I never said I loved it. I just said. It's not worth paying these guys big book mucho buckos. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think that's fair. He did get paid, right? Jonathan Stewart, he got paid. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, he did. Got so paid. Oh, let's, Taylor. let's move on because we are we are kind of moving all over the place. We do play each other. Yes. Um, Bears and Vikings. Yes. Go ahead and give us your prediction of how this game is going to go and. Even if you want to throw a score uh, a score pick there, go go for it. So the way I'm thinking, uh, and I would love to get all three of your thoughts on this too. Um, both the defenses suck. They're probably two of the worst defense outside Denver and somebody else. Um, and then the offense for you guys is starting to sort of get into gear, right? And, and we had a really good offense, even with our offensive line just not giving anything for to Cousins. He is playing really good, but then we lost our main guy. So I th- and it, it's in Chicago. So I think it's going to surprisingly be a higher scoring affair given the state of two defenses. I don't know what the Vegas over under Vegas line is, but um, do you have that handy, Boops? The Vegas line? No. Um, the line is two and a half. I don't have the over under though. I, I, I think you guys, guys are probably favored. No. Yeah, after JJ, no, no, no. I think. Yeah, no. Vikings are favored by two and a half. Even after JJ? Yeah. Wow. I mean, the, NFL, the NFL does not think high of you guys this year. Okay. That's that's surprising. No. Um, I think Vikings will lose. I'm being a realist, right? I would love for the Vikings to win. Uh, I probably want them to lose so that they can rebuild but um i want to say 21 17 chicago it's that's it's a high refreshing. scoring game it's very refreshing to hear another true person instead of all the homers that i'm surrounded by so <laughs> i appreciate your honesty on hey I, we, we try not to be homers but <laughs> mike that is but a high scoring game sometimes. given what we got and then uh you know you guys might 
played safe after you guys are up. I don't I don't feel good about going into Chicago without JJ and the, the way our defense is playing. Uh, I, I would probably take the, the Bears in this game. What do you guys think? I'll go. I'll start us off. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I also think the Bears are going to get the victory here. Whoa, I think that's what I had at the beginning whoa, of the year, whoa, too. Whoa, whoa. I think I did have the Bears winning this game because it was in Chicago. Um, but I think the final score is going to be... Th- we'll go 31-27. Whoa, that high, huh? Wow. Okay. The over on well, from Vegas is 44 and a half for the see, record. Miller, so Miller, that's, you, you Mike is reading over. my mind. No, Miller is reading my mind because um, I originally had the Bears losing, and then on our other episode, I flipped it to win. I actually had the Bears winning 31-17. Whoa! That's what? You guys should... You guys should... I, I agree with everything... I agree with everything that I've heard. I think defenses here are not our strong suit, but I am playing off of Fields as having two great games, the offense looking a little bit more fluid. The second half is still fucking a trip for the Bears. Yeah. But I think the one thing with Minnesota that can happen, which has happened in the past, is they're a team that can catch you off guard with some other players. Uh, I, I, I do see it being more of like a, a running situation for them, but we'll see. I do have the Bears, though, winning outright, and I think I think you, Fields continues the the good moves here. Fucking homers. And I'm the homer here. I, I, I don't think... I, I like the over on the line. I think we go over by just a little bit. I think it's 24-21 uh, Vikings win. Oh, so you're wow. staying with your original pick. Wow. Even after JJ? I, I think they're I appreciate that, Boops. I, I appreciate that. No, no. I think I think your coaching system. I like I like the coach. I like yes, the quarterback. I do too. I yeah, I think I think there's some good pieces there. Yes. Like, you know, you guys have some mending to do, but sometimes weeks like this when there's lots of adversity, Deepak, like the team comes back together, they play well together. I feel like it's really one of those weeks for you're you guys. You're forgetting one thing there, my brother Ruben. The Bears had a longer break which actually True. benefits them That's sometimes not the best thing but um I, I all right think that um, was yeah. just to do a quick recap for the for the episodes and our listeners um before this game miller and his predictions is uh three and th- uh three and two i am also on the three and two bandwagon and boopin is at a solid one in four wow just, just, just like the Bears, you just know, like bring the Bears it and on. the Vikings, just yeah. Like, I, 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 do, I do think both uh, Mike and CJ should go to uh, to Vegas and lay, lay down some wood if you think it's going to be that high. I mean, we don't have to. Oh, you don't, don't have to. Have to. Yeah. I, make, I, make dumb, I make dumb parlays on a weekly basis for yeah. $5, and there's times that I get close. But I think on some of the Bears stuff, and Miller knows this because we kind of do like uh, we share, I always pick a Bears win even though like I predict them to lose. Yeah. And there have been times where we have been very close or just completely far apart. So it's been fun doing those dumb parlays every now and then. So it's, it's more of emotional bet. So you, you win emotionally if they win. Yes. Uh, that's I bet with my heart. Uh, good yep. man. It's good been man. very profitable for DraftKings. 
DraftKings has a whole section dedicated. No, don't mention. That. I'm bleeping their name in the final product. We're not giving them. They they can't. They, until they sponsor us, not we'll go sponsor. ahead. And, I, I got it. Um, um, one last thing that I did want to ask, um, which is is more along the lines of your favorite Vikings moment. Wow. Okay. What kind of reminisce say, a little bit? Yeah, no, yeah, you know, what would you say right now is a, a favorite moment of yours for the, for the Vikings the experience or, or just Vikings in general? In general, you know, my first year being a Vikings fan back in 1998, Randy Moss was just drafted, and I was I was my first year in college here. Uh, a friend had invited me over for dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, and I don't know if you guys remember this. Dallas passed on Randy Moss and he really wanted to lay on them, right? And so I think he had three catches for 200 some yards and three touchdowns. That was sort of the coming out party for Randy Moss. That's the game I became a football fan and a Vikings fan. I, I will cherish that memory forever. I'm a, I'm a big Randy Moss homer. Um, uh, that, that's probably my favorite Vikings moment up until now because we have had a lot wow. of heartbreaks too. Um, Minnesota Miracle, right? Was that right? Is we that had, what, we, we had the Minneapolis, like, that was against you. Minneapolis Miracle with Stefan Dix. We had Brett Favre on the other side. We had Brett Favre throwing across the body uh, against the Saints and losing before, so we couldn't go to, go to the Super Bowl. A field goal in Seattle, wasn't there? Oh uh, yeah, uh, that. And then the same year, the same year, uh, Vikings were probably going to go to the you know Super Bowl with Randy Moss. And Grady Anderson had never missed a field goal. But then uh, we'll not talk about that. We'll talk about reminisce about our yeah. favorite. Positive things. Yeah, positive. Like, so the, the Randy Moss coming out party probably is my favorite Vikings moment so far. That's a heck of a memory. Yeah. Um, for Miller and I, I, I think like it was a sad game to go to. Honestly, both teams couldn't kick the field goal to win the game. It was like, yeah, like it was so funny. I think it went to overtime. One team kicked it, went to overtime. Neither kickers could kick, so the game mm-hmm. kept going on and on and on. It was supposed to be the last game at the dome. It was like it was kind of fun. We, we had a fun. Yeah, there were of- six of us. There were six of us in the stands, and I think. Th- Two of us were Bears fans, or three of us were Bears fans, and three of us were Vikings fans, and it was just rowdy, man. Every time they'd line up for a field goal, we'd be jumping on the other person when they missed it. It was it was a rowdy, and it was a good time. That's nice. Definitely sure That's awesome. Mind. What about Chris? Um, I'm kind of like trying to pinpoint it, but I think watching Randy Moss, um. Randy Moss with oh my god and I I Dante Culpepper yes Dante that combination yeah. growing up was yeah. just a lot of fun and it made you want to be a fan of theirs um but yeah I think I have more memories of just watching them play early on than anything else I I don't have a particular favorite moment just because uh. I think the more memorable one was when they released the actual snow hitting the the top of the uh the metrodome yeah. and just seeing all of that and then the report right after was it's crazy the nfl is rushing to fix the roof to get the game played or something like yeah. that but i just remember that that was just a shit show but it was the funniest thing i'd ever seen i yeah um i could i could tell you guys uh some dante culture stories offline but that's that's probably not pg rated for this podcast 
<laughs> oh, um, I can't wait to hear that. It's it's like positive for you guys, but I will never forget Adrian Peterson. Oh my god. He would kill the Bears. Every time he would run the ball, he would like I feel like he would got two hundred yards on us every time he played. Mm-hmm. It's a good memory for you guys. Not so good for us, but I, I will that would be my Vikings memory, I think, forever. I it, I think it was Adrian Peterson's first rookie season. And he had three runs of 50 yards or more against the Chicago Bears. And that was his coming out party, I think. And I still remember the one that he went to the left side and then he just ran, overran everybody, outran everybody, right? All the Chicago uh, Bears defense, Brian Orlocker and uh, everybody else. So that, that was Ooh. probably a good memory for us. He, too. Loved, he loved playing against us. But Deepak, thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking Vikings, you know. Uh, let's see who goes two and four, right? Good luck this weekend. Thanks, boys. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank uh, you for joining. Thank you for joining. All right. The rest of the listeners, thank you for listening. We hope that you hit like and subscribe. We're a young podcast, so any feedback is appreciated. Like you heard, just heard us talk, maybe someday in the future we'll have some positivity coming out. But until then, we'll suffer in our misery together. Have a good night. Let's be positive, all right? We got this.